basement to your ears. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On this meeting on the agenda, we have innovative revenue tools, dog parks, Regina WTF, or Regina City Hall WTF. All that and more on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina's community radio station. This meeting is now in session. All right. Here we go. Are we all? Are we all here? Uh, I, everyone I can see is here. Okay, yes. so let's let's yeah. take attendance. Okay. Uh, first off, we have a uh, uh, head clupane. Do we have a head no, clupane? I don't see a head clupane. Clupane. Are we clupane? Clupane. Yeah. Yeah. No. Are we still waiting for him? Um, I'd like to just get the meeting started. You know something? I think I mixed up the letters in your name. Oh, Drat. Are you Paul Deschen? I am. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, sorry, Paul Deschen. I, I got to stop doing that. It's it's a bad habit. Uh, we also have. Do we have a, a Dora Mangina? No. Maybe it's Mangina. Yeah. No. Nobody's raising their hand to that either. Okay. Um, oh, I see. If you take those, if you take Dora Mangina, uh, you get Aiden Morgan. Oh. Okay, that's me. All right, we're good. Excellent. <laughs> we can get this. We can get this started. Uh, we have a guest tonight, I believe. We do. Uh, a, a candidate for uh, being an improvement vector in the city mm -hmm. of Regina, Annabel Townsend. Hello. Also known as Doctor Coffee. Uh huh. <laughs> why? Why do they call you Doctor Coffee? Um, because I actually did a PhD about the coffee industry, so the doctorate oh. is real. <laughs> there we go. So, um. Usually, uh, when we started our, you know, this department, we would uh, nominate people to be improvement vectors and have them have them show up at the meetings, and we never got any static from uh, from the sixth floor. Right. Uh, but now we're starting to get some pushback, so we actually have to have like a, a short true/false quiz. Okay. Okay. So the the true/false quiz is basically just just a few questions. And at the end of the uh, the quiz, I tally up the score, and then we see if you can be an improvement vector. Thank you very much. Sorry, that was a, that was actually the first question. Okay, is that true or false? Probably true. Yes, it was true. <laughs> okay, so second question: You call yourself Doctor Coffee, but in fact, you are a dentist. No, that's false. Correct. That is false. <laughs> That would be great, though. A dentist of coffee? A dentist of coffee. Yeah. Like, you give somebody a cup of coffee, and then, like, you it, clean your teeth immediately. It might be an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is a little bit of an oxymoron, yes. I, that's why I figured it was probably false. Uh -huh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Question number three. The Morgan dollar coin, minted from 1878 to 1904 and again in 1923, was named for its designer, U.S. Mint assistant engraver, George T. Morgan. Probably true. That actually is false because okay. the it was minted again in 1921. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Well, good to know. Good to know. Yes. Now, now you know. Uh, 
Uh, and one another question. The dollar depicts a profile of liberty on the obverse side and a majestic soaring eagle clutching uh, olive branch and arrow in his talons on the reverse side. True or false? True. That is true. There you go. Okay. The last question for the bonus question. Dr. Coffee, the cafe, uh, which I believe you own and run, mm -hmm. only accepts the Morgan coin as legal tender. That's not quite true. Not quite true? But not you quite. We take PayPal, too. Okay. <laughs> what about Bitcoin? Ooh, we're on dodgy grounds with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is false. Okay. So, and now the, the bonus question, uh, and I invite you to think about this one. If there was one thing that you could improve about the city of Regina, what would it be? Hmm. Just, just, <laughs> just use your imagination. Um, I would like to see bike paths. Bike paths? Bike paths. A lot more bike paths. <laughs> nope. Please. Mm. And less parking meters outside my shop. Fair enough. But where where would you put where would you like put bikes if if not for all those parking meters? <laughs> well, get rid of the parking entirely and have a nice long bike on right along Eleventh Avenue would be wonderful. That's that's a that is actually I think a good suggestion. That is actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I take it Eleventh is where your uh, yes. Doctor Coffee is. That's where the shop is, which is the the bone of contention. Um, the other half of Eleventh Avenue is entirely potholes, um, and then when you get downtown, you're going to get squashed by a bus. Oh dear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whereabouts on Eleventh? Like, uh, we street? are just west there, uh, between Smith and McIntyre. Okay. Mm. So, tell me, is there anything, uh, tell me about the history of the building, because that's, uh, that's been there for quite a while. It so has. It's, it's, uh, it's actually a heritage building which uh, brought its own set of challenges with it. We have Art Deco beavers uh, along the, the frieze at the top of it, which is it's quite sweet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 1928 it was built, um, and it's been all sorts of things, and I've only been in Regina for the last four years, so um, I don't know the whole history, but I believe it was, uh, it was soul food cafe at one point yes. it's also been an indian restaurant i think it was regina's first indian restaurant in the 80s early 80s i think um and it's been a lot of other things as well um including some less salubrious ones <laughs> <laughs> the uh actually one of the first dates i ever went on in mm. regina which was in 1989 was actually at the indian restaurant there you go uh, the name i it might have been taj mahal I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, yeah it was. <laughs> I had the mushroom alu bhajee. This <laughs> sounds good. It was good, actually. And now, now uh, Dr. Coffee is considered one of the most uh, family friendly uh, places yeah. to take your kids mm -hmm. in the uh, city. Uh, I hope so. Uh, my kids certainly tend to appreciate it. But yeah, we've got a little kids' corner in there and Lego and a great big chalkboard on the walls. You can actually write on the walls. And it's not just restricted to kids. If you want to come in and play Lego, then you're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, and awesome couches. Yeah, um, we we rent, uh, went round raiding sort of secondhand places and we've got... Uh, this kind of 70s armchair which looks like it ought to have a flatulent cat on the top of it i think and uh, it's it has its unique style i hope <laughs> yeah you know when i was in there and i saw that couch flatulent cat was the first thing that went through my head <laughs> there you go it's not just me <laughs> to be fair you you think of that quite a bit i'm not sure why yeah yeah, yeah i go through the office muttering flatulent cat flatulent cat <laughs> 
Yeah, it woke me up one one night when I was trying to get some sleep in the boiler room. Yeah, sorry about yeah, that. That's all right. I mean, I shouldn't sleep in there. It's like uh, the pillow. I think is asbestos. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so we also wanted to talk to you about uh, you were hosting uh, novelists in we were, your coffee yes. shop uh, back in November. It was National Novel Writing Month, um, where participants try and write fifty thousand words in thirty days, and we had this insane idea that, given prior to that it was Halloween and we were open late with a Halloween party, we'd just stay open so people could start writing their novels in the cafe at precisely one minute past midnight on November the 1st. And to my utter astonishment, we had 21 people oh, starting wow. writing and wow. uh, a considerable amount of caffeine was consumed and we got out of there in the snow about half past three in the morning. <laughs> cool. Um, did any of those 21 people finish their novel over the month? Um, quite a few did. I think the, the Regina group, we had 26 people finish. I mean, they weren't obviously all, everyone who, who came to the cafe, but um, it was quite a successful year, I think, in terms of the number of people who saw it through to the bitter end. Mm-hmm. And did you have like other <laughs> events throughout the month where people could we, come we, in? Offered our space as a, a write-in, so it was um, whenever you got free time and we happened to be open. Um, <clears throat> we did motivational coffees for anyone who sit there. If they could prove they'd written a thousand words, we sort of gave them a free refill, things like oh, that. Oh, nice. So, yeah. And there were lots of motivational stickers and uh, badges and everything else. So. <laughs> Do you do motivational coffees for anything else? Um, if people you know, smile sweetly and give me a good enough reason, I can probably <laughs> stretch, yeah. <laughs> Um, so what came out of this? Like, what was the end result of this well, uh, project? The the whole point is to force you to write because it, it runs on this idea that everyone can write a novel eventually and it, it's sort of bringing it around one day I will write this book. Um, so at the end of the month, if you complete it, you end up with a pretty hefty manuscript. 50,000 words actually looks like a decent length book, you know, um, with the idea that once you've got it written down, you can then go back and edit it in a, at your leisure. Only we s- decided that... Um, not enough people were actually looking at the manuscripts again after the end of November. Certainly, I've got lots of... I've been doing it about 10 years now, and my hard drive is full of sort of failed efforts, which are so embarrassingly bad that I never look at them again. (laughs) Uh, But um, we had a lot of people curious about NaNoWriMo, sort of saying, well, can we have a look at them? So we, we kind of dared each other to print these things, and I wouldn't try and put them up for sale, not in the the condition they're in at the moment because it's full of typos uh, and sort of three o'clock in the morning plot twists when you're completely out of ideas and there's a zombie invasion for no reason. Uh, that tends to happen a lot in mine. Um, that, that's our kind of plot twist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if in doubt, bring on the zombies. <laughs> but um, uh, um, the idea was uh, I would print them uh, for anyone who volunteered their work uh, and I did two copies, one for the author and the other one lives in the cafe. Uh, they're not for sale but they're there for sort of general perusal. Anyone who's interested can have a look and it gives a little bit of feedback if anybody is interested and it kind of forces you to think this is an actual book I've written. I might actually put in the effort to, to edit it properly. Um, quite a few people of the ones we did print did 
decided to remain anonymous, uh, which was probably for the best. But um, we we do have some some actual hard copies of the the NaNoWriMo novels in the store. Right on. And you <laughs> called this uh, micro publishing venture uh, procaffeinated press, as <laughs> in you don't start writing until you've had your coffee. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I think I think I'm going to write a novel actually, and, and have you publish it. Yes, please. And it's going to be about a big shot publisher who wanders into a coffee shop and like reads these books, and then everybody becomes rich and famous. Well, that would be the yeah. dream. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. And then the zombies show up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, complicated. <laughs> that's what happens when I run out of coffee, right? <laughs> Yeah. So could you give us an idea of uh, some of the uh, books that have been uh, published through Procaffeinated Press so okay. far? Okay. Um, well, we, we've had a new submission in the last week, actually. Um, a local lady has been writing quite a lot, but she completed NaNoWriMo, uh, I think, a few years ago, and she's actually taken the time to edit it properly, and hers is a, is a kind of young adult fantasy one involving lots of dragons and misadventures, and Ooh. it's pretty entertaining from what I've seen so far, so that one is in the works. Um, and uh, we have some lady called Alice, or Tender called Alice, on Twitter, and <laughs> she writes a certain form of romance, which is quite popular in D Japan. And so there are tentacles. Can, there are tentacles. Okay. There are a lot of tentacles. Nice. Um, uh, so I'm less convinced about the sort of publishability of that one in a kind of kids' environment, but uh, we'll see. She, her cover design is brilliant. Mm. <laughs> um, we also had um, a friend of mine from back in the UK. Um, uh, they sent me their books just because they know that they're not going to get any sort of judgment from this side of the Atlantic. Um, <laughs> and uh, Canadians are so polite. Exactly. Yeah. And um, no one really knows who Dave is, but um, right. uh, he does a lot of live-action role plays, and oh. his book is uh, basically the stories of what happens to his character, so it was born out of that. But he did a massive overachievement, and the book is about an inch fat. It's uh, well over 100,000 words, so how he did that in wow. 30 days, I do not know, but it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> So you have no way of really knowing if, if they've done it like within the 30 days of November. Well, the website, it, it is based on honesty, but mm. you, you upload your manuscripts and it, it's got a word count built into it, uh -huh. roughly like Word or whatever. Um, I actually hand wrote mine this year and I did reach 50,000 words, um, but I go on a page is about 150 words because I didn't want to count them individually um, but I ended up uploading you can download um, lorem ipsum you know the, mm -hmm. the the Latin standard type only if you search for that um, someone has made a, a, a random text generator yes. and it's actually pulp fiction quotes so <laughs> I ended up uploading 50,000 words of pulp fiction <laughs> quotes uh, and just to get my certificate because it means that much to me wow that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I have a friend. Oh, I should also, before we go on, I should mention that we're broadcasting on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina's community radio station, and this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau, and we're talking with Animal Townsend, a.k.a. Dr. Coffee. Uh, so, um, my, I, I have a friend named Adam, uh, whom I always refer to as my friend Adam, not just Adam, I don't know why. Uh, I think because he lives in Portland, uh, so I have to say my friend Adam. Uh, but he, he's a writer, and he actually says that when you're writing a novel, because he, he likes writing pulp-style novels, mm -hmm. he said, a scene is around 1,000 to 1,200 words. Yeah. If you want to hit that 50,000-word mark, you just write 45 scenes. 
So, that's so he reasonable, says, yeah. Every yeah. novel is 45 scenes, so just come up with 45 scenes and you've got your novel. It sounds very easy when you put it like easy. that, yeah. Actually, no, 45 scenes sounds like a lot of scenes. <laughs> if, I come up with, if I come up with three in a day, I'm done. <laughs> One of the founders of NaNoWriMo, um, and it's been going, I, I think, about 15 years now, um, he wrote a book, uh, How to Succeed at NaNoWriMo, and it's called No Plot no problem uh, <laughs> and that tends to be the way because it the the participants are generally sort of organized into pantsers and planners and is whether you in october actually write out a rough I, mm. a draft of what you're going to do or like me whether you make up as you go along and i the few years where i've actually had a good idea i haven't managed to finish it because my plot is not fifty thousand words long <laughs> uh so i um tend to make up as I go along and I wouldn't give any points for quality of those things but I have certainly the quantities there you know yeah mm -hmm. um so do you, when you bind these books like uh what do they look like when they come out um well, we were trying to keep it quite stylized because I don't like um judging books by its cover and I was debating whether to wrap them all in brown paper or something and just put a title <laughs> on the front but um, they're mainly plain white and the people who've sent me images get one image on the front uh, and then there's our logo which is a coffee cup on the back and that's it uh, so they're, they're pretty plain and um, uh, you can't really sort of tell what they're about until you start reading Right. <laughs> and uh, do people have you seen people picking them up in the shop? oh yeah definitely yeah. Um, uh, one of them uh, had books bookmarks in it the other day so um oh. that must be good yeah <laughs> right Whoa. Uh, do you think you're going to keep this up like will you do this I again would, in november i mean it's it's generated more interest than i thought it would actually because i thought the people who did nanorimo might want to come down and see their stuff in print but um actually um people who've never heard of it and certainly wouldn't know what i'm talking about in, if i just said nanorimo to people who have been sort of picking them up and say oh this is interesting you know so it's just a general amusement really <laughs> That's nice. What about the people who've, like, what are the reactions the people who've had their stuff published uh, for in well, the shop? Um, Alice came in and goes, oh my god, it's full of typos. Um, but otherwise, uh, I was like, oh, really? You know, and you wrote this in a month, you know. Uh, so I'm sure she spelled yeah. tentacle right. Every I'm time sure she did, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, is becoming a publisher, is that like a dream of yours or is this just like kind of a happy accident? Not really. It was, I mean, I've always loved books and yeah. I was toying between the idea of doing a coffee bookshop because that's another thing Regina sadly lacks is a bookshop now. Um, but I need to make a living off it, sadly. So the coffee is slightly easier, I think. And um, then we became very kid-friendly and it's kind of gone in that direction rather than the books. But um, we also have a humongous book exchange in there so you mm -hmm. can take books home with you and we, we've kind of got that vibe but um, the publishing thing I will carry on for as long as people are interested in doing it cool. Cool. Great. And you've hinted a couple of times that you did a, a, a novel this year? I did, I, well it was sort of a 
it, I would call it creative non-fiction. It was more... So, tentacles or no tentacles? No tentacles. Okay. No, not even zombies this year. I managed oh, a whole month with no zombies. Oh. Um, uh, it was um, a kind of antidote. I, in setting up the new business, I read a lot of those uh, kind of toe-curling entrepreneur vision books. Oh, yes, Anyone can do it and how yeah. we set up Starbucks from our kitchen table and that kind of thing. Um, and... Uh, my experience in setting up a business from scratch was not all glowing and <laughs> very positive affirmation stuff. Uh, so my novel stroke memoir was called It Seemed a Good Idea at the Time. <laughs> uh, and I didn't finish it because I haven't closed down the business or anything like that. So it's, it's an ongoing process. But um, we had 50,000 words of sort of the woes and the bureaucratic tangles and the near bankruptcies that go into all this. <laughs> Right. But, um, so the coffee side of things, how's, mm. how's that going? Like, um, Good, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, we, we've had, we're not quite a year old, it's a year next month. Oh, wow. uh, so it, in, in business terms, it's, it's very early days, but um, I think we've, we've built something which is quite unique down there, and people seem to appreciate us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and things are starting to happen along 11th down there. I think so, yeah. Yeah, we've got new neighbours now as well. Um, uh, Mortis and Tenon Shop um, and uh, um, various other things are sort of springing up down that direction, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. So that's good. <laughs> now, I, I didn't want to bring this up, but uh, I was looking uh, at the Wikipedia article on coffee. Okay. And uh, it appears that it can the, the concentrated liquor from coffee beans contains a drug. It does, yeah. Uh, and yet you have kids in your shop. <laughs> um, I also have a sign up saying unattended children will be given free espresso and unrealistic expectations of what Santa will bring them. Excellent. <laughs> that more than makes up for like the like the unregulated use of drugs within, within Yeah. Um, I feeling both my daughters had in utero caffeine to deal with and <laughs> they 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 sort of turned out all right, I think so. <laughs> can we can we ask what uh, what your ph what your PhD in coffee was about? Um, technically, it was in human geography, mm -hmm. uh, and I concentrated on the kind of global trade of coffee uh, and ideas of quality in the industry. So, um, I went out and uh, spent some time on the plantations in Central America and the big farms and sort of the way the farmers talk about coffee is completely different to how you view a quality cup over here because they're talking about um, the way the plant grows and the quality of the soil and whether it's organic or um, uh, that kind of thing and uh, again when you say well I sell lattes for four dollars or whatever and um, that's completely mind-blowing because strangely <laughs> enough uh, the the um the wages are not exactly exceptional out there right. um but then you've got the the roasters as well and um if you get into high level sort of exporting and importing of coffee uh, the regulations and how they decide the price is all tied up with how they judge the quality uh so you've got a very small group of people doing the import and export and they basically control 
the the quality and how that's assessed throughout the whole industry. So from my point of view, when I'm buying beans in, uh, I want to buy what I think is good. Mm-hmm. The price is set by the importer and they're both telling me what to pay for it and telling the producers how much they're going to buy it for, if that makes sense. So it's a very strange industry to find your way around, but um, everything's driven by quality. So mm-hmm. that's what the book was about. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was hoping that you would say that during your research you discovered mm-hmm. that there was like an underground seam of coffee running right underneath the city of Regina. I'm sadly not. Unless you've got no, a gigantic uh, <laughs> drill in the back of your I, I ended up in Regina for other reasons <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, other than coffee prospecting. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'm beginning to get the sense that you actually do know an awful lot about coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to think so after nearly 12 years doing yeah. this, I think. But, uh, and, and actually, this, uh, you ac- I actually have the results of, of your true-false quiz. Okay. Uh, I've, I should tell you that the, the bonus question, uh, what is the one thing you would like to improve in this city, mm-hmm. the answer to that is actually false. Okay. Because it is a true-false quiz. Yes. I mean, although you give a very thoughtful answer, <laughs> and I quite agree with it. Uh, Nonetheless, I, I think I think you qualify as an improvement vector for oh, the city. Oh, thank you very much. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. I, I'm yeah. honored. <laughs> and uh and we have uh we have a certificate for you. Oh, wow. Uh, there you thank go. you. <laughs> Suitable for framing. Suitable for framing and it comes just, with just stock. Thank you. Doc, yes. Uh and uh if if the uh if there's any misspellings or typos, well that's unfortunately there's a 6-month back order on I I to requisition yes. a new one. Yeah. So um, that, that I think that can happen. Um, I, I like apron foreman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe he uh, signed that. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, he did a whole stack of them before he uh, okay. moved on to yes, other would, jobs. Exactly. Uh, you know, people just seem to like. Well, we had an intern a few weeks ago, but only for like one meeting, and then he moved on. Yeah. And it was it was very sad. Our interns are getting promoted over us. It's, yeah, <laughs> I think it's because we do a really good job. They, it's true. they yeah. keep on. They Everybody who comes here comes away improved. Yes, yes. exactly. And yeah. so they want to keep us here. We're like, what were we Improving. doing? Best work. Yeah. Never yeah. become yeah. indispensable. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we learn, we're learning that the hard way. Yeah. So. All right. So what's next on the agenda? Uh, I think it's time to uh, look at our uh, innovative revenue tools. Right. Yes. So that's where every week we take a look at uh, ways to improve the city's bottom line by either uh, finding new ways to raise money or to uh, save money at City Hall. But we're not going to do that this week. Uh, What? We are not. Oh, Okay. Uh, CJTR has been uh, very has been kind enough to broadcast our weekly meetings. That's on, true. Uh, from their radio station, and uh, they're doing a fundraising effort right now. So they are in need of an innovative. Well, they have an innovative revenue tool that I was going to talk about right now. Oh, do tell. Okay, it's called the CJTR 2016 Look and Listen Lottery, and it's a choose your own vacation lottery. Ooh. Yeah. There, the grand prize, there's, you can pick from one of four amazing vacations. Uh, one is to Cleveland, Ohio. For the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I understand. Yeah, That's well, I, I was, I'm looking at that Polka Hall of Fame. Well, there, there, there's the Polka Hall yeah, of Fame, too. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Which, frankly, sounds fantastic. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. Yeah, uh, two tickets to it. In fact, you get uh, with if you win this uh, prize. Uh, New Orleans is the third choice. Uh, you get to stay at the Wyndham Garden Hotel Baron Plaza, uh, and you do a mm. super city tour, and you get a swamp and bayou tour. Oh, sweet! 
Yeah. Uh, that sounds great. And then the fourth choice is uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, seven night stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. You get a, a, a Grand Canyon South Rim VIP tour and tickets to La Reve. Wow, nice. So it's yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, what did I say? No, no, you said Nevada. Oh, okay. I just wanted to be sure. Because there, oh, yeah. there's, there's more than one Las Vegas, and I would hate for people to think they're going to like the one in Nevada and end up in, say, Las Vegas, Maine. There's a Las Vegas in Maine? Uh, I think there should be, if there isn't. Okay. Um... But those, that's just your choose-your-own-adventure if you win the grand prize. Um, and it, it's worth noting that uh, there are only 1,500 t- uh, tickets to this lottery being made available. So winning the grand prize, one in 1,500 are your odds, which are which is fantastic for a lottery. Uh, and then there's a second prize, which is a $1,000 travel voucher from Carlson Vagonly. Uh, Rickert Travel. Very nice. Car- yeah. So that's Carlson Vagonly Rickert Travel? Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, and what's third prize here? Uh, third prize is a <laughs> Regina Folk Festival 2016 experience. Uh, two weekend passes to the Folk Fest. Um, yeah, so the draw date is May 13th. The last day tickets are being sold is May 12th. Tickets can be purchased at CJTR's office, which is at 1102 8th Avenue, or by calling the radio station at 306-525-7274 during regular office hours, Monday through Friday. Um, yeah, you can pay by credit card or order tickets online uh, at the Look and Listen Lottery at CJTR.ca uh, email address. You can get more information at www.cjtr.ca. And, uh, you know... I should I should mention you. They will not accept George T. Morgan uh, coins, dollar coins. Oh, Durat. Yeah. I just dropped off a little bag of those on their desk, hoping that I would get some tickets in exchange. Yeah, no, you won't. Durat. You'll get you'll get pitying looks. Yeah. Yeah. Or coffee over at uh, over at Doctor Coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and you know what else? <laughs> We've been asked to sell tickets ourselves. We have. Yeah. So people can contact if they're you know if they're looking for another way to get tickets, they can contact the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Uh, you can tweet at us at uh, at Queen City IB mm-hmm. on Twitter, or uh, do we have an email address? Um, not particularly. Okay. <laughs> we we do we you can uh, find us on Facebook at uh, facebook dot com forward slash Queen City Improvement Bureau. Period. dot com. Right. Okay. So that's how you can, uh, you know, help the CJTR with its uh, innovative revenue tool. Yes. And, uh, and we get a biscuit for every ticket sold. So we please, do. we're very hungry. And if uh, the, we, we we have like some other weekly uh, innovative revenue tools, which I will play right now. All right. That's it for the innovative revenue tools for this week. That's all for this week. No more. No, there's no more. Sorry. I feel empty inside. Well. Yeah, I deserve it. <laughs> what is next on the agenda, Aiden? Uh, well, the outstanding improvement time. Uh, I believe we, uh, we're going to talk a little bit. We are doing the outstanding improvements. Oh, could we do uh, City Hall WTF first? Right now, that, that is a radical change to the agenda, but we can, we can do okay. that. Okay. Yeah, it's just I have my finger on the button. Because today we're talking about Ward 9. What, the, what are the boundaries of Ward 9? You know, I can play that for you right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> 
commencing at the West City Limit at the intersection of Fleming Road and the CN Rail Line. North and east, following City Limit to McCarthy Boulevard. South on McCarthy Boulevard to 9th Avenue North. West on 9th Avenue North to the Last Mountain Short Line. South on Last Mountain Short Line to the CN Rail Line. West on the CN Line to the Point Commencement. And that's Ward 9. It is so fine. So those are the boundaries of Ward 9. That seems like a nice, clean ward. It is. Yeah. It is. It was, um, it's not so long to read. Um, and inside Ward 9, you get uh, landmarks like McClurg School, West Hill Park, St. James Anglican Church, McNeil School, Doug Wickenheiser Arena, uh, the Regina Leisure, Leisure, eh, sorry, Leisure Center, Rosewood Alliance Park Church, which, or sorry, Rosewood Park Alliance Church, uh, and that's uh, around that church is where the Rosewood neighborhood is going to be built, and that will be the uh, the, the sort of like the, the first crystal around which all of Coopertown, a new neighborhood, will will crystallize uh, in future. So uh, Ward Nine is on the grow. Did, and did you did you know by the by that uh, McClurg School was not named after a Mr. McClurg? But it was actually the last words of a guy who was uh, drowning in a wading pool on that on the property. Makes perfect sense. They said, "Who are you?" And he said, "So they, that's they named the school after that." Yeah, I, I imagine that their cheer song is uh, is interesting. It, it is. Uh, apparently, every year there is at least three casualties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ward Nine is far away. <laughs> <laughs> Far away from the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Um, yeah, so that's it. So that's Ward 9. It's in the city's far northwest. And uh, the councillor up there is one councillor, Terry Hinks. Not two councillor Terry Hinks, but one councillor Terry is. Hinks. The one and only councillor Terry Hinks. Um, people will probably, who pay any attention to city council, will be familiar with him because he's been on council for four terms now. Uh, and he grew up in Regina, which he is fond of reminding people during his uh, presentations at council. Uh, he is actively involved in sports. Uh, he was an offensive line coach at Notre Dame College and played junior football for the Regina Rams and tried out for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Huh. Yeah, and now he's the city councillor for the fine Ward 9. So the fine Ward 9, is he still, like, on the offensive as a city councillor? Um, you know, he's... He's he's defending Ward Nine and defending the city. He's, All right, so he's he's, the, he's a staunch defender. He's a superhero on council. Superhero. So he was so he was on the so before he came to council he was on the offense, but then he found himself defending. Exactly. Okay. This you know I'm I'm starting to get like a fuller picture of uh, of Terry Hanks. Yeah. Have you been able to do any other research? Find anything else out about Councillor Terry Hanks? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I found uh, I found a fair amount of um, information about uh, Councillor Hinks. Um, well, I had to sort of read between the lines, um, but I, I went on Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, first off, uh, Councillor Hinks is uh, is around five point five meters tall, and weighs Sorry, about five point five meters. Yeah, five and a half meters. Okay. Um, and uh, I think that's about twenty feet or so. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Give or take. And uh, it weighs around 1.6 tons. Uh, mm-hmm. That's metric tons. Uh, despite his massive size, he's capable of achieving speeds of up to 60 kilometers an hour in short bursts. Really? Like when he's alarmed and has to move quickly. Wow, he must yeah. have been fantastic in, in football. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, you can see why he was such a good football player. Uh, the most notable feature of Councillor Hanks is his like, incredibly long neck. 
mm. which science believes is the result of evolutionary pressure, and that's why he can often be found in the corner at City Hall nibbling leaves from the top of the ficus plant. Hmm. Yeah. And this is actually why the I always ficus thought those plants, ficus plants were fake. No, no, they're they're real. Well, you also may notice that he appears to have indigestion sometimes. Oh, so that's because probably because. But I mean, he can't help himself because you know he just he sees the like the leafy fronds and he's kind of compelled, um, especially if he hasn't had lunch. In addition, uh, what we take to be Councillor Hinks's ears are actually bony growths known as ossicones. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I knew none of this about Councillor Terry Hanks. And they're not used for hearing, actually. Uh, He hears actually through sensitive pads on the backs of his hands. Really? Yeah. Uh, Also, according to Wikipedia, uh, as he grows older, his his sinuses fill in and his skull grows heavier, which is for use sometimes in combat during mating season. And his molars have a rough surface. Really? Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of this is apocryphal. No, no, it's it's all it's all on the up and up. It's quite yeah. legit. Yeah. Um, it's the funny thing is though, uh, the spelling of his name is really weird. Oh yeah. Okay. It's, it's G I R A double F E, but it's pronounced Councillor Terry Hanks. Yeah. So I, I, I have actually I find myself a little perplexed, but I'm kind of impressed to have, um, especially. Uh, apparently, he, he may tell people he grew up in Regina, but he can actually be found in many parts of Africa. Huh. Yeah. You know, the way you describe him, I could swear you were talking about a giraffe. But, you know, if you say that Wikipedia says that this is a counselor, Terry Hanks, who am I to to quibble? Yeah, I was clicking back and forth between tabs pretty quickly. So Mm. maybe maybe I might have I might have gotten some some of my wires. Yeah, that couldn't have happened. Yeah. That's so. But that's that is that is our counselor, Terry Hanks. Uh, And. You'd think he would actually promote more policies for growing more tall trees in the city. Yeah, well, our trees are pretty tall. Are I would think tall. they'd make a giraffe or a Terry Hanks quite happy. I don't. I actually don't know what a giraffe is, but uh, if it's anything like a Terry Hanks, then you're probably quite right. Yeah, I recommend looking it up on uh, Wikipedia. Anyways, what's next on the agenda? Uh, I believe now we are going to be talking a little bit about the proposed, as they say in French, parks de dog. Is that? Um, is that a, a place to get hot dogs? Uh, only if it's warm out and the dogs have been heating up. Oh, so it's a dog park. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that really? came before uh, that came before committee this week. Ah. So what what do you know about these parks of dog? Well, what I do know is that um, Regina currently only has one. Uh, one park for dogs, uh, and it's partially fenced, and it's the only you know legal off-leash place that you can take your dogs in the city. Uh, it's called the Kathy Lauritsen Memorial Off-Leash Dog Park. It's out by uh, the curling rink where the um, the uh, roller derby is held. Ah. Yeah, I don't have a dog, but I do enjoy me some roller derby. Well, there you go. I, I also hear that that park is uh, is really good at flooding in the springtime. It is, which is, uh, you know, dogs love to swim, but their owners apparently are not huge fans of that. Yeah, I think I think we should, uh, the obvious solution if we're not going to have more dog parks is to uh, perform surgery on people to make them amphibious. That's a good idea, but that they didn't cover that. Um, they didn't uh, do the. Uh, it wasn't biological modification committee this week. Oh, okay. It was um, uh, public works that considered this or planning. I can't remember. When, when is the bio modification committee going to meet again? I mean, I'm tired of sending memos about this upstairs. I hear about them all the time through my implants. 
Oh, man. Yeah. We've been wondering where you were. <laughs> I keep buzzing my antenna and you never show up. Maybe I'm just a snob. <laughs> That's what we've been saying <laughs> under our breath. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the committee, what it, uh, what it looked at was the fact that Regina only has one partially fenced in, uh, dog park, whereas other cities of a comparable size, like Kamloops, which only has 87,000 people, has 18 dog parks. And, uh, wow. yeah, Kamloops. Winnipeg of 700,000 people has 11 partially unfenced dog parks. Edmonton has 40 unfenced dog parks. Toronto has an insane number. Hamilton has nine dog parks. And we have one. We're, we're, we're at the bottom of the dog park rankings. Dogs hate us. Right. Yeah, that's that's why that's why dog like dog tourism is way down it in is. this city. Yeah, it's true. Um, so the, uh, the the basically the the end result of the committee meeting is that they've decided that we need more dog parks and they've uh, they've you know proved that we should go ahead with three more fenced dog parks. Uh, it could take a while because they're going to be put into new neighborhoods, so they've got. Uh, you know, they've got requirements in these new neighborhoods to build these dog parks. Uh, and in the uh, meantime, they're going to be building an interim one in an industrial park, which they admit is not, uh, you know, an ideal solution. But it's better than no dog parks. Ah, oh, but yeah. just imagine, like, putting an industrial park and a dog park together. You can have dogs and industry, like, running free, sniffing each other's butts. Yeah. It would be great. You know, we had an innovative revenue tool a few weeks back with uh, Jen Matatech, wasn't it, who suggested that uh, dogs should be um, uh, employed, should be doing industry, uh, you know, carrying packages and parcels so that they could pay their own fees for these dog parks. That's a, yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some humans might be put out uh, mm -hmm. by dogs replacing their jobs, but... You know, I mean, dog. I mean, I live in fear of dogs replacing our jobs. I, you know, because that that could happen. Yeah, you know, dogs, dogs with you know implants to like give them bureaucratic skills. Yeah. yeah, they never find their way down here. They always find something to sniff along the way, and they get distracted. That that's true. Yeah. This is good. Look, we're lucky. Yeah, we're lucky. The dogs have not come here to take over yet. So uh, yeah, so that's it. They've uh, and I I did notice that our innovative revenue tool did not get mentioned in the. Uh, the notes for the committee meeting. So I think we have to send another report. I think so. Yeah. That'll happen. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's it. The recommendation is three more fenced off-leash dog parks for the city. That'll get considered at the next uh, council meeting, which will be at the end of the month. Oh. Yeah. Hey, were you aware that we are actually broadcasting on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina's community radio station? Yeah, I kind of knew that. Uh, or would I just say Regina Community Radio? And this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Yeah, I keep tripping over those big cables that lead from this sub-basement mm -hmm. all the way up to uh, CJTR. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm amazed that like there are more traffic accidents because of the gigantic cables going across streets and whatnot. I think they just think they're street bumps. Or speed bumps. Sorry. <laughs> speed bumps. Yeah. Um, okay, what's next? Uh, I believe that we are... Let's see. Uh, oh, there recently there was a State of the City video that came out. Yeah, a few weeks ago, the mayor did his annual uh, State of the City address. I believe this was like the 46th one or something like that, where the mayor goes and does a speech to like update everybody in the city on uh, how the Queen City is doing. And, you know, every year for many years, they produce a video to accompany mm. the mayor's speech. It, you know, it ties in with his, uh, you know, with the theme of the year. 
And, uh, you know, that's been up on YouTube for a while. I thought it was, you know, we should probably take a look at it. Yeah, and see if any of our suggestions made it into the video. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, it is really all narcissism here, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what I've done is I've got an edited uh, version of the audio from that video that I'll play now just to give people a sense of what it sounded like, and then we can talk about it afterwards. A marathon is a journey, a transformative effort that takes everything inside of you in order to achieve your goal. My family and I, uh, we had a chance to be transferred from here and no. No, with the kids, no, this was home, and uh, it's been home ever since. I think people are really excited about the future of Regina. We're just at that tipping point where things are really going to take off and explode, and I can't wait. Well, I'm not quite sure how the rail yard initiative is going to unfold, but I only know it can be good. Um, it's not every day that a city has the opportunity to rework a whole section of a neighborhood, let alone a neighborhood that connects the downtown, the warehouse district, and the sports and entertainment facilities. There's only one way, and... It, and I am positive we're going in the right direction and we've got the people here to make it happen. But the magic of a marathon doesn't come with crossing the finish line. It comes with knowing that there is no end. It's a lifetime of striving to make yourself better, constantly pushing forward. And as this city continues moving, step by step, building by building, person by person, we know that this endless journey leads to truly infinite horizons. And it just kind of fades out from there. Did you know that a marathon actually is a finite course of, I believe, was it 26 kilometers or so? It doesn't go off to an infinite horizon? No, they people run and then they stop running. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was kind of misleading about that video. <laughs> I, yeah. I, was, I, I was actually, I did a little bit of research because I thought, that's funny. I always thought marathons ended at some point. <laughs> Otherwise, every marathon ever hosted would still be going. Oh, you mean those people I see running on the weekend aren't all still in the same race? It's, no, no, um, no. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, so the video itself is of a marathoner. It's of a, of a young woman. Uh, she starts the video stretching and, uh, you know, looking with determination. And then uh, she runs, she, she starts uh, in the dawn before the sun rises. Mm -hmm. And then as the sun comes up and, and crests over our city, this marathoner runs through all different parts of the city. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's shot in the winter, so it's like the snow and the bare trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, it's the crisp, quiet winteriness of, of Regina, through, of the through, Queen City. I, I believe for the video, uh, they actually evacuated everyone from the city. Mm-hmm. So there was only the, the woman, because you don't see anybody else running around in, yeah. or outside, really, as far as I know, in the video. Yeah, and people cars. are people are busy in, in the Queen City. That's they're, true. You know, they're, they're industrious, busy people, so they don't have time to be, like, frittering their days about on the streets. That's true. Yeah, and you want to, you know, the movie wants to, like, focus on the marathoner. Um, and it ends with her by a chain-link fence with a train yes. disappearing behind her. And where is the train going? We don't know, because it's on its own journey. It's on its own marathon. Wow. And then, then the the camera pans up, and then and it's a it's a it's a field of white, and it, this is where the rail yard development is going to be. The, the oh. caption tells us, but it's a field of white, and the marathoner runs across this field of white, but this isn't just a blank, bleak field. It's a sheet of paper, and she's writing, she's a pen scribing with her steps the future of Regina on this blank sheet of paper. It's it's Fantastic. a stunning video. I I'm. I'm I'm humbled by your by your interpretive power. Well, I wanted to make sure that I was able to like you know evoke these the powerful images for our for the people who listen in if there right. are any. Thank you. Know. you. Um, so yeah, that was the that was the video that accompanied the State of the City address this year, and um, I think it was fantastic. I think it did a really good job of sort of like capturing the direction of the city and the sort of like the the optimism of the city. But we are the Improvement Bureau, and everything can be improved. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. So uh, we were at the uh, speech committee, the speech subcommittee, mm-hmm. and uh, we, uh, we, had a little, we were talking about doing a sequel to the video. Ooh. Yeah, so it would be a part two. Infinite Horizons, more infinite. Infiniter. Yeah. Okay. Infiniter. Infinity times two. Wow. Infinity squared. Bam. It's infiniter. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we haven't had time to do up the full video yet. But what we've done is we've 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 mocked it up, and we've got we've got like a trailer nice. that we've done that uh, we can play now. Um, and this is just a trailer. This is just you know to give you a taste of where we're going um, with this. In a world of opportunity, in a city on the edge of possibility, one woman must run before everything she knows explodes with potential. This summer, strap yourself in as the clock strikes boom time. Out of the box, out of control, infinite horizons. State of the City 2, Electric Platitudes. There you go. We're going in a slightly different direction for the, uh, for the sequel. That is excellent. I, uh, a little, a little bit more, yeah. a little bit more excitement. C- coming soon to a city near you. Yep. Yeah. A queen city. A queen city near you. Yeah. yeah. Around you. All right. So, well, next up we have uh, we what we have a little some some stories about laneway suites. Get out. Yeah. Well, I know as you know we've got there's a pilot project for laneway suites uh, in uh, in Regina. Uh, so I thought I would put out a little call for answers, you know, from other cities. About oh. their experience with laneway suites, and what I found might horrify you. All right. Do you I want some music you, for this? I do. I give you laneway suites horror stories. First one writes Bieberfan85 writes in Dear QCIB, that's us. 
I'm writing to you as a former fan of the Laneway Suites Initiative. But when I visited a city that shall go unnamed, I saw the true horror of what could happen when too many Laneway Suites are allowed. My story begins when I walk down a street and turn down an alleyway, only to bump into a Laneway Suite resident. He stumbled and made eye contact with me. I thought I had emerged from the encounter unscathed, but next morning, I found a strange growth on my shoulder. I thought it was an insect bite, but when I looked closely, I realized that it was a small laneway suite growing out of my skin with a tiny family in it. They are extremely rude and party all the time. One of them plays electric guitar on my neck, and I can't sleep, especially when they're smoking weed in my ear. Thank you for your consideration, and keep up the good work. Signed, BieberFan85. That was marvelous. That that was that was only one of the horrible stories that I have waiting for you right now. Wow. Well, you know what? It is getting close to the top of the hour. Oh. We might want to save those for the next meeting. Okay. Is that all we, right? We can do that. There will be another Laneway Horror Sweet Story next meeting. Okay. So, um, yeah, we uh, we have nothing else on the agenda. We, I think it's time for us to uh, call for an adjournment. Okay, um, okay, I'll motion to, uh, to adjourn the meeting then. Okay, I will second that motion. Okay, well, thank you very much, everybody. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Uh, thanks to Annabelle Townsend of Dr. Coffee for being on our show and being an improvement vector. Thanks again to Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for providing our great theme music. And, of course, to the City of Regina for providing all the material that we like to use. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Queen City IB, Facebook at QueenCityImprovementBureau.com. Like us there, follow us on Twitter, do what you like. You can also find us on our very own website to QueenCityIB.com, where you can find our episodes as podcasts or download them from iTunes. Or you can go straight to the source and find them on cjtr.ca slash listen hyphen live. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, for, and don't forget to uh, buy some tickets for the CJTR Look and Listen Lottery. Yeah, we would really appreciate that. And if you do go to uh, iTunes to subscribe or download our show, any of you uh, our meetings, and if you've been enjoying these meetings, I, consider giving us a rating because... Mm-hmm. We have to compile a report at the end of the year to say that we're actually doing our outreach, and yes. we really have no other way to, uh, you know, prove that we're actually doing anything down here in the basement. Yeah, we need performance measures, people. Yeah. We need to hit those goals. So please help us out. Yes. And keep on improving. Keep on improving.